Welcome back to the Nerd Dose Podcast, where you get your daily dose of nerd content. We're a podcast that tries to cover all things movies, TV shows, and anything that comes to our head. I am your host, Zach, and today I am joined, per usual, by Kyle. Kyle, question for you. Do you want to taste it? Do you really want to taste it? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so our episode today is the Peacemaker Season 1 Review. Um, This show is a a spinoff from James Gunn's The Suicide Squad that was released in August, following one of the more side characters of the movie, kind of brought into light for this. Um, I believe James Gunn did write this during quarantine last year, um, and he wrote it in like a week. Only a week? I think so. He wrote, like, at least the good outline of it. Mm. And uh, recent news, they have greenlit it for season season two, and James Gunn is writing and directing every single episode. I see. With season one, he wrote a good majority of it. Of mm-hmm. course, he had a couple other writers help him out, and he did not direct all the episodes. No, there was a couple one. episodes where it was a different person that directed. Yeah, so yeah. I think he directed a good six or seven of them. Yeah. But I think there was still a couple that did kind of feel a little change in tone, and you could tell. And I don't think that was the episodes that he directed. But anyways, you can follow us on Instagram, uh, listen to us on Spotify. But to start us off, what have you been watching, Kyle? So I've been watching a show that is very off-tone for me, uh, Euphoria on HBO Max. <laughs> I don't know. I just only started watching it because of TikTok. Cause all Kyle's the dan- joining the trend. Yeah, I'm joining the uh, trends and all that. And like I said, a lot of the sounds I've on my TikTok are from this show. So mm-hmm. that was a pretty big influence on it. And plus, like, I've heard from friends, like, that they thought, th- they said that the show was pretty interesting. Even my older brother watched it. Really? And, yeah. And he told me it's insane. And then he told me that I should watch it. So I'm like, you know what? I have a free weekend-ish uh, to watch some stuff. So that's why I maybe started last night. And it it's very interesting. Graphic. Graphic. I don't know how I feel about it, but it's keeping me on my toes and keeping me want to watch it still. Yeah. It's like you can't turn it off. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of interesting stuff that's in this show. <laughs> yeah, I've I've heard stories about it. And from what I've heard, it, it seems like a lot of shock value. Yeah. And from what I've been hearing about season two, it like it does not have that as much anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, like they were trying to really do something different with season one. Address these really big, graphic, important topics. Mm-hmm. Con- yeah, definitely with the controversies. And I don't know if they dwelled away from that because they've got a bigger audience. Mm-hmm. Um, but I could tell you, TikTok is blowing up the show even more than it's ever been. Yeah. I think it's a good comparison to like Mean Girls, the movie itself, mm-hmm. is like more like our generation, I guess. Yeah. And now Euphoria, it's, since it's a, uh eight episode per season show, it's more geared towards, I guess, a little bit of us, but also a little bit of Gen Z because like kind of relates more towards them, which is kind of sad also on top of it. Yeah. But there's like a mix of stuff you can see in both that with like high school drama, high school cliques, other random drama and other controversies within this show. Mm-hmm. It, it is, I see why people are loving the show. Yeah. Lots of drug addiction, mm-hmm. abuse, mm-hmm. Um, lots of sex. Yeah. Which is also weird. But um, one of the biggest things, I keep seeing memes about it. It's so fun because it it's is. so graphic. Uh-huh. People have made like the comparisons on like one TikTok I saw. is like, hey, I just got back from playing Minecraft mm-hmm. at a game uh, like last night. What did you do last night, Rue? Mm-hmm. And she's like, I got high. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, like that's how like, like these characters, are they realistic? Yes and no. I don't also. know. Like, I know one of them, like, another meme I saw was, like, oh, teachers or students that go to Euphoria High are pretty much, they look like they're fashion stars, apparently. Mm -hmm. I even remember one of the characters was wearing a freaking 
Louis Vuitton outfit that's from that's in high school, but like how realistic is that for a high school person Not at all. to wear that? I guess they're in California. <laughs> yeah. I think that makes some sense, but like also their makeup is insane. They have like there's like one girl that has like very dark eyeshadow and stuff and like her hair's different colors. Very what well, unique. Yes. And it's definitely you can see it's taken a big take in today's like pop culture. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because what was it? A couple years ago, Leonardo Leonardo DiCaprio was asked on a red carpet, like, "What's some of the shows you've been watching?" And mm-hmm. he said, "Euphoria." Oh, he's he said, watching that. Or he said, "Yeah." He said one of the shows that really caught my eye was Euphoria, mm-hmm. and to hear that from how amazing and how popular Leo is, it's very shocking. Yeah. It if if you can watch it, I would. But again, lots of trigger warnings, lots of interesting controversies that you should be aware of uh lots of weird things i'll say <laughs> to keep it pg as i'll keep it up with have yeah. you been watching anything so far we both just watched free guy yeah i just watched that yesterday also yeah. uh free guy just came to disney plus mm-hmm. on what was it february 23rd i think it was three yeah thursday yeah. yep tuesday i think it was thursday oh was it okay mm-hmm. um but yeah that's kind of a big deal because mm-hmm. that's one of the properties they got in with the fox deal fox in 21st century so mm-hmm. it was something that was already made but they just like were able to piggyback it off during the disney fox deal like i mentioned earlier mm-hmm. um kind of surprising that that was on disney plus yeah i know it's on hbo max as well plus is it really plus. yeah it is did it just open up to streaming uh thursday is when it released that's all so streaming. weird because mm-hmm. it's been out for a while now yeah i think it when did it come out beginning of the year i think it came out in august or, or beginning of august yeah okay. something like that so for sure i would have thought by now it would have been before now it would have been on streaming true yeah. i've been waiting to watch that show i mean it's right up or that movie it's right up my alley video games yeah video it. game references um but overall i just thought it was meh yeah it was a decent show but i think we were talking about this earlier like this show is more geared towards the Gen Zers. Yeah, 13-year-olds. 13-year-old, 13, 15-year-old-ish crowd, essentially. You know, they have all the Fortnite references. They even have those YouTube streamers online, like uh, Dan the TDM or whatever, mm-hmm. or Jacksepticeye. Yeah, they uh, had a lot of streamers. Mm-hmm, Pokimane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, I see why they kind of geared it towards that, but, I mean, I watched, I used to watch Jacksepticeye as a kid, as yeah. a while ago. So. This, it definitely seems like this movie is like like four years too late. It is also. Um, like I like I think my favorite part about the movie was seeing like the players in the background do really dumb stuff while yeah. like Ryan Reynolds is walking by. Mm-hmm. For example, like he's walking down the street and you just see like someone just jumping up and down mm-hmm. and like running into the wall because yeah. <laughs> or like yeah, just seeing just a character walk stuff like that. Yeah, because it's like oh we've done this before or yeah. we've seen characters do this stuff before mm-hmm. when they're like AFK for example. Definitely yeah, mm-hmm. and a lot of the the teabagging like <laughs> I feel like teabagging. It's not popular anymore. No, it's not. I'll be be honest. I used to teabag back in the day when I was younger. But again, that was what? 2010, 11. Mm -hmm. It was 10 years ago. Yeah. Biggest games were Call of Duty and Halo. I went over to my friend's house. And if I fucking killed someone, I would teabag them. Yeah. Because it was funny. It's a stupid thing. Yeah. And to see that still getting dragged on to what? Like to now? I just feel like that's not common. Like, I don't think there's no teabagging in Fortnite. Not that I know of, because I don't play that stuff. Yeah, so. and like, they even I, had a Fortnite reference with, they the, hammer, did. with the hammer, the, mm-hmm. the pinata hammer or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, also Marvel references. Again, it. I don't know. It just feels like a few years too late. They yeah. should have done it. Like I, this would have been perfect. I think in twenty sixteen for sure or fifteen. But also, there was another movie that kind of had that similar aspect. Uh, Ready Player One. Yeah, which 
honestly is better than this. It is, in my opinion. I don't know. Free Guy, like, right off the bat throws you in. There's no build-up. Mm-hmm. Like, right off the bat. Like, like five minutes into the movie, you see him, like, see the girl. Yeah, you see the change. Yeah, and I was like, wow, this did not pick up at all. I got, like, zero introduction to how this is going at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but it does create an interesting aspect of, like, NPCs and... The, artificial intelligence the, yeah. the ideology of you know we all have a meaning even if we're not meant to be mm-hmm. i guess and i kind of like that but i don't know it's just portrayed a little weird and they're, they're definitely relying on that star power of ryan reynolds they did yeah they had that and then taika wakiti was in it <laughs> taika. Which, yeah that was so random yeah he was a he was a mean one yeah <laughs> i didn't really like him as much in this i like i like him in other roles he's done but mm-hmm. For when he's under this this movie, and like he's like a dick essentially. Yeah, I do like all the references. I wish there were a lot more. Mm-hmm. Felt like there wasn't enough, and it literally just felt like Grand Theft Auto. Which yeah, I think it's fine, but GTA Five came out. Oh my god, twenty eleven, like thirteen or eleven, something similar to that. Yeah, like if you're introduced, you should be either wait until twenty twenty till GTA Six comes out, which I don't know when that's gonna be. I or... heard next year or two years. Really? That's, okay, that's a rumor probably though. So, but they're also still doing DLCs with GTA Five, and it's just a never ending uh, game. Mm-hmm. I played it. I played the hell out of it when I was what fourteen, fifteen years old. Yeah. And then after a year, I stopped playing it because I've. Beat the he game. got old. Yeah, I got old. And, but Free Guy was interesting. I'll probably never watch it again. I think it was just a nice watch to like as like a casual movie. Mm-hmm. Like if you're watching with friends or whatever who like all who likes video games and stuff, Definitely. then that's it. I liked Ready Player One a lot better. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I saw that opening night actually, and that theater was empty opening. Oh, I saw fine. it on a Thursday though, not a Friday. I see. But yeah, Ready and it's Player... based on a book also. Yeah, they actually came out with a sequel, Ready Player Two. Oh yeah, I think. Um, I, I doubt that. that's gonna get adapted. I don't know. It depends on how big the crowd was for a Ready Player One, but I feel like it's not as big as it should have been. Yeah, because it was directed by Steven Spielberg. Yeah, and he did get a lot of properties. Uh, Ready Player One was one of the few books I listened to, like on audiobook. So I listened to it all, and it's very different than how the rest of the movie is. And it was kind of surprising to see some of the big changes. Like, the big fight at the end, like, half of those characters are not in the book. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't think, because I don't think they use the Iron Giant. They use a different thing. Oh, something similar, Mm -hmm. like, story-wise, I guess? Yeah, I can't remember what it is, but... Video game movies, they bring joy to me, but... It's like like, a mix, yeah. Yeah, I like these kind of movies because they're more aware of it. Mm -hmm. They understand that, like... The video game is implemented into it versus like actually being a video game movie like sonic mm-hmm. yeah i mean this is more of like a mix of every video game versus actual video game movies like mortal kombat sonic mm-hmm. the hedgehog um you know stuff along those lines as well like it's good but it's also kind of cringy at the same time definitely mm-hmm. definitely are you ready to jump over to peacemaker yes so let's go to our main topic hell yeah peacemaker uh what is it came out last month yeah Beginning of the year, essentially. Yeah, yeah. I think it was like January 14th or something similar to that. Mm-hmm. Very early on. Maybe the 10th. I don't know. Right off the bat, first three episodes got us a great um, introduction of how the show was going to be without giving us the actual overall storyline. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved it. I thought the show was fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. I love everything about this show. The, the humor, the characters, the, the storyline, all of it. Mm-hmm. A plus for me, 10 out of 10 show. 
could easily see this as like one of my favorite shows. Yeah, it's really cool that they were able to continue from Suicide Squad and build it up into Meet Peacemaker. So mm-hmm. you would have to watch Suicide Squad to understand what's going on with the. See, like, I disagree. Line. You think? Yeah, I don't think you need to watch because he was such a minor character. Again, he was a big part of Suicide Squad. But he had no development. Mm-hmm. He was just kind of like this big, this big asshole military guy. And I felt like what James Gunn did is he turned it around and made him into a person mm-hmm. with trauma, with love, interest, everything. Mm-hmm. His morality's changing. All of that felt like was present in this show. Mm-hmm. This is so closely related to the Suicide Squad. Yeah. So like the stars on the faces are very similar to butterflies taking over people. Yeah. So I guess there's that kind of aspect. Yeah. So James Gunn, I'll be honest, he does the same type of movie with everything. Same genre, like same storyline. Takes story all line-ish. these random characters, puts them all together, and they all have to work together to defeat a big villain. That happened mm-hmm. in a Suicide Squad. It happens in Guardians One, Guardians Two, and fuck, even Scooby Doo. Remember, they broke up? Yeah. And then they got back together? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's always the he, same storyline. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with the same storyline because he does a great job at developing each one of these characters mm-hmm. and having relationships with one another and to ultimately put like their feelings or anything aside to kind of um, defeat the ultimate villain, I guess. It's just funny that he does that same thing and i never realized that yeah now that you mentioned scooby-doo because that was released back in what 2004 or something like yeah, that a long time ago yeah and he literally is doing the same thing and is not making any adaptations besides how the story and characters are but yeah you still see that similar comparison with all three or even more movies that he's probably done yeah and it, you could tell from his sequels, though, that kind of, like, they lose the charm just slightly. Yeah. Um, Guardians 2, like, I, I did not really like Guardians of mad. Galaxy 2. And mm-hmm. then the other sequel we made, Scooby-Doo, I mean. Similar yeah. aspect, again, they they all break up and then they come back because mm-hmm. they found their old treehouse and then they loved each other, yeah. essentially. <laughs> what do you fucking do, essentially? But one thing, yeah, he does do a great job, though, at creating these characters and making them all weave in and out of each other. Mm-hmm. I mean, going right off of chris smith himself john john cena playing peacemaker i mean excellent job oh yeah for sure i think it's pretty notable in the show that he is the best actor from what is it uh pro wrestling wwe yeah wwe yeah. i think for sure he beats dave batista because the he, rock he, and the rock yeah the rock the rock sucks i'll, I'll say that right now he is not a good actor <laughs> he plays the same thing in every movie yeah nothing role. drama mm-hmm. but i mean when you're making what 50 million per movie doing the same thing i'll do it i'll do it yeah he can do whatever he wants he can pick whatever role he wants he doesn't need to try it that much people know him and recognize him for how mm-hmm. he is whereas like someone like john cena he has to build up his reputation true i mean he still has a big history for what he's done in wrestling mm-hmm. like then you can't see me stuff like, yeah that was his big <laughs> he has a aspect. big following yeah the big joke that you can't like him the big meme with yeah. him being invisible too yeah. is hilarious and it's still going on you know wwe they do acting yeah people so- kind of like put that to the side they're entertaining their audience they have to learn how to keep Make- the crowd entertained mm-hmm. keep going and pretty much create their own essential create a movie, movie. Essential. yeah yeah i guess it's like i mean i don't think it's a what do you call it like a thing with wrestling but people think wrestling is fake with the wwe mm-hmm. So I guess and it's all had, drama. It's all drama and all acting. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> I know that's why I think it's funny that it's so it's not too far of a fe- stretch to go from pro wrestling to acting because mm-hmm. you're essentially doing the same thing just instead pre-recording everything. Pre-recording and you're learning lines and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I think more with wrestling, you have a lot of improv. This one, I guess, you have some improv but also a serious script you have to follow through. Exactly. So I see that 
thing with John Cena. I mean, I think he has been doing a lot better than what you said for he, compared to like John, uh, The Rock or Dave Bautista. I think he has finally found like a character of his own. True. I think mm-hmm. we I mentioned this earlier in the Suicide Squad review that he um, did a great job as that character. Mm-hmm. I mean, between the two roles that he played, one in the Fast and Furious and then the Suicide Squad the same year, the one I focused on was the Suicide Squad mm-hmm. one. It was more, it left a bigger um, mm-hmm. impact on myself on what roles he played. And then this show just expanded on his character who Again, was so so minimal on the Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know about you, but I don't think anyone was asking for a Peacemaker show. Not that I know of, yeah, was, unless you knew Peacemaker from, like, the comics. Yeah, even then, he's such a small comic character yeah. either. And I think that's what's so funny is here we are with such a small character, such, something that was pretty random for the most part as a spinoff show, but he is the most developed character in this DCEU extended universe. Yeah, because I feel like this is the main, like, DCEU like show yeah. that they really be focused on i feel like he is more developed than batman the superman fuck even wonder woman yeah and they've all had movies mm-hmm. he's i mean don't get me wrong the show and a movie are very different you can stretch out character development so much with the tv show for sure which is why i'm so supportive of like these disney plus shows these hbo max shows mm-hmm. everything because you can learn to grow with these characters and everything like that yeah you get to learn more about the character itself i mean like going to marvel like WandaVision, learning mm-hmm. more about wanda and vision's relationship loki learning how loki was i mean from what he's developed and what he had mm-hmm. to do and fix everything hawkeye you saw the development of hawkeye with him trying to build his relationship with Kate Bishop, mm-hmm. um, and then Winter Soldier. Yeah, all of those have big developments, and we got to learn more about each of those characters, even though they're side characters. Definitely. And I think the best part about this, sh- one of the best part about this show is seeing that John Cena can act. Yeah. He is, his character is traumatized, you know, with killing his brother young, mm-hmm. dad raising him as a, like, full-on killer. Mm-hmm. And it's very different from the Suicide Squad, where it was like the joke of, I'm you, but better. Yeah, he's, like, showing off, essentially. Yeah, pretty much. And to see how much trauma and... Everything like that. One of the best scenes that I liked about this is that old man asking him, like, where's your rogue gallery? And then he got deep with him. Yeah. He showed off his acting skills. There were many scenes where um, Chris Smith was in the bathroom crying, mm-hmm. um, drinking. Drinking, drinking his problems away. Yeah, yeah, you could tell. Like, he was a traumatized character. And John Cena, in my opinion, has done a great job of expressing that. He has, yeah. Because I know even like his how Chris Smith's character is. Like, he will have sides where he's, like, depressed. He is sad from what he's done in this trauma, from all of his trauma life. Or, like, his childhood, essentially. Mm-hmm. And then when he's out with, like, actual people like Abadayo or Economist or Harcourt, he's, like, that whole big... He's, like, using a facade of, like, him building up, being, like, making insults to everyone, mm-hmm. making fun of everyone, essentially, swearing in front of everyone. He doesn't know how to act around people. Yeah. Because the way he's been grown up with his killing his... Accidentally killing his brother at the back of his head his entire life... And then his dad being an a- the biggest asshole known to man. Yeah. He doesn't know how to act around anyone, People. a team yeah. or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm really glad they, I guess, explored that idea more. And there were so many scenes where even alone, like um, John Cena wasn't even acting. Or not acting. He wasn't even speaking. There was no dialogue. Mm-hmm. And you could see all the different expressions. The nonverbal cues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, just those scenes where he's in the bathroom staring at himself and yeah. the music's going in the background. That's mm-hmm. what hits home. I think there was an episode that he was laying on the ground drunk and they were doing like a pan out and you could just see the emotion. How, yeah, how fucked up his life is. Yeah. Like it's sad and I, I feel bad for that's what he has to suffer through, but... 
it's just funny that he can do one side he can be sad and the mm-hmm. other side he just puts a face on and like is essentially a killer or a piece of shit person i guess and now he's schizophrenic and he's schizophrenic <laughs> yeah now he's got his dad haunting him yeah which is really oh my god up. I know. Can you imagine that? Now like, anything he's going to do, his dad's going to be, like, in the back of his corner. Mm-hmm. Which, I, and, like, explaining, like, telling him, you need to do this. And did you know that's the uh, Terminator from T2? It is? Yeah. Robert Patrick. He was Oh, in, okay. Good yeah, good. but really, really old. You yeah. know, that one scene where he's, like, going through the jail bars. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's there. a very big meme or whatever. It's very known to man. Oh, my God. Terminator was, what, 80s, 90s? Jesus. That movie, so it's kind of funny to see him in this movie and have or show and have such a big role. Oh my god! I mean, he was a villain then; he's still a villain now, mm-hmm. which I think is kind of funny. well. He's even a more villain of this damn show. Oh my god! I want to talk about the philosophy of not ha- Peacemaker does not have like a rogue of villains, mm-hmm. um, and I think that's such an interesting philosophy to look at because he doesn't have his, villains. Yeah, he doesn't have his. Well, any villain he has, yeah. he kills. Yeah, he kills them anyway. He made the point of Batman's. Batman is a pussy, you know? Mm-hmm. You could put you put all those villains away in jail, but then here they come out, they break out, and then they cause more dr- damage. Shit. Yeah, whereas... So you can have your moralities of, you know, I, I'm not going to kill, but then... Is it going to solve anything? Like, they're going to get to jail, but then they're going to break out of jail, and that's what happens with every damn superhero movie. I know, exactly. Yeah. So whereas killing them, it's like they're done. Mm-hmm. That's the only person that can come back is like a person that looked up to that person like they looked up to joker for example or looked up to one of peacemaker's previous villains and stuff so i think like for example like the dark knight joker breaks out kills yeah, kills, kills uh, rachel so, yeah i mean it's it makes sense so do as you follow up as it is yeah so do, if you were in peacemaker oh, shoes God. would you kill them all and, or would you follow batman shoes and just let them go to jail don't ask me that <laughs> Like, I don't you know, because see... you can see he changes his morals in yeah. this show. Mm-hmm. You know, yes the biggest, no. the biggest thing he kept saying was, I'll kill any man, woman, or child that gets in my way if it means I can bring peace to this world. Yeah, that's his philosophy, is he wants to bring peace to the world, and he will do it if he has to kill, like you said, man, woman, or child. And now he doesn't want to do that, mm-hmm. or not to do it without a reason, Yeah, I guess. There has to be a valid reason for Chris Smith or Peacemaker to kill these people. And you can tell he doesn't want to kill as much anymore yeah it's kind of interesting to see well it was if you go like looks like go to episode three when they were going to that um to kill the senator yeah and he has a sniper right on him yeah sniper on him and there was those wife and kids like choked yeah he choked and he couldn't do it because there was no big valid reason as to why he had to kill these people yeah i like how they do that they make that point and then like three episodes later they're like i thought you can't kill anyone and he Mm -hmm. goes i can kill aliens no problem yeah (laughs) which is like yes and no loophole yeah it's a loophole (laughs) Oh, we love a good loophole. <laughs> Depends on the loophole situation, I guess. But yeah, I think this show has great humor. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could definitely tell it's James Gunn. Yeah. It's very raunchy also. Yeah, raunchy. Um, sometimes jokes are dragged on a little too much. Yeah. But for overall, as like a funny show, I think it's hilarious. Mm-hmm. It is. And I think I said this, like, even when we had little tidbits talking about Peacemaker. Like, a lot of... I compare it to, like, Deadpool. Because Deadpool was, you know, that very raunchy character in all two of his movies. Um, Talked a lot of swearing, lots of weird jokes he made about people and stuff. Whereas, yes, it's come following with how Peacemaker is as well. A lot of dirty jokes, a lot of insults, a lot of stupid things he keeps saying to everyone. So, 
I don't mind it. I like the stuff. I it's like funny. This, I like. I think I like this better than Deadpool. You think? That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Because I think Deadpool is a little bit more raunchier, whereas this has more fun. I mean, they fucking chainsawed a gorilla. They did. <laughs> Literally. Don't know how to fuck that happen. <laughs> Come on. They have so many, like like uh physical humor that helps add to it whereas like Mm -hmm. in deadpool if he doesn't say a quirky clever line yeah there's no one laughing yeah it's which is i just i'm still so shocked by that stupid gorilla killing i know right i mean it's so funny yeah and then we lead on to what the the torpedo helmet yeah like (laughs) killing the cow yeah oh my god she uses it at first and misses (laughs) i feel bad for albedio i know she's a great character i mean she struggles she has that parallel with peacemaker you know Mm -hmm. her mom i'm sure living with her mom amanda waller was not a great childhood either no i would be sad (laughs) so they have that level of connection between the two characters and right off the bat they develop a friendship you know she's coming out of town she lost her job she's very new to this whole whole gala yeah um whole new world pretty much and I think once in, like, when they were out for dinner, like, she was the only one that kept talking to him out in the parking lot mm-hmm. and wanted to pet his eagle. Oh, yeah, pet eagle Yeah, oh, eagle And I think their friendship is very wholesome, mm-hmm. and it's very sad that she betrayed him. Yeah, betrayed, but, like, also, if you think about it in Abadayo's shoes, she has to follow a mission. Based yeah, she on has no her... choice. She has no choice. Um, so she had to follow what her mom told her to do, mm. just because it's Peacemaker, and Peacemaker pretty much did a lot of stupid shit back from... The Suicide Squad movie when they had to kill that starfish. Yeah, because when you look in his file, he's worth hating. Like, yeah. He deserves to be hated. Mm-hmm. He's not a nice guy. Yeah, which I feel bad for because, like, there are valid reasons as why Peacemaker had to do this stuff. Mm-hmm. So. How about that? Yeah, she, she's a great character. I, I'm glad. Uh, I think every episode she, I think I saw a TikTok, every single episode she stated that I'm not meant for this shit. Yeah. And then at the very end, she's finally bit for- the bullet bite the bullet and i think it's funny to see like those kind of characters like fight and kill because like you don't really expect them to Mm -hmm. like economist like i never expected him to kill a damn gorilla with a damn chainsaw (laughs) because he i i compare him being like the person on the desk the tech the tech yeah the The dude in the chair the dude in the chair from spider-man yes (laughs) uh that's the term i was coming from but yeah like you don't expect a dude from on the chair to kill people yeah um because he stepped up you didn't expect economist to like step up or be someone to kill people essentially even though he looks like he can for how big freaking this guy is in episode was i think four he ran over judo master and beat the shit out of him i know (laughs) he killed a little asian dude well he also was fucking killing everyone i know judo master was hilarious oh my god he's just eating his fucking hot cheetos yeah why i liked it i liked it when he escaped and he's just at the gas station and someone calls him a little leprechaun i'm like oh my god and steals a car i know and like beats the shit out of those two people oh my god i wish i could be like that flexible to kill want to kill someone (laughs) yeah yeah judo master really fell off i felt like at the end of this show because he was gone for i think he was just gone from episode four and then i don't even know why they i don't know why they just didn't kill him off yeah peacemaker didn't kill him what the hell yeah they kept him and kept him incapitated and just had to they gave him like fluids or some shit to like Mm -hmm. keep him alive yeah solutions yeah um but uh what was it uh peacemaker got ass ass handed to him by him yeah they had two fights yeah (laughs) and he almost won the second one he would have you think yeah but he was he lost the first one plus vigilante too yeah 
I know. I remember that second fight. I just rewatched the scene from it, and like they were making so many insults at each other. I know it's hilarious. Like I don't know compared to like the first fight scene they had. I mean, I think there was a good amount of insults thrown at each other, mm-hmm. like a lot of stupid shit. Like oh my god, the raunchiness from that stuff. Oh my. Mm. What did, uh? What about that scene with Economos uh, at the end with his dad beer? Oh my god, I feel so sad. Was that not sad? It was sad because I guess he wanted to like blend in with the crowd. Yeah. Or blend in to be popular. But not even that, just to look normal. Mm-hmm. And to have someone like still call him out for it. I know. Pulled up the hearts. It does, because like you you probably there are probably some people that had to deal with that stuff. Mm. Like Did I ever expect to have a like gut gut feeling, a heart heart moment with Economos? No. No, because I thought he'd just be a basic guy in a chair and yeah. he'd be bye bye and I think to him to be as pathetic as the butterflies to scratch him as i mean it kind of oh, yeah. shows you know when you're in life or death situation you're gonna be your most vulnerable mm-hmm. you're gonna say whatever you can i guess like, you'll say all anything. the walls that you've created have gone away because you yeah. can die just that second you could die that instant you know from these people and there's a good way of showing that peacemaker was an ass yeah that's how he is he's a big fucking asshole i swear to god but like i said there's a side that he's an ass, but also a side where he's vulnerable. Mm-hmm. I like it. Mm-hmm. Harcourt reminded me a lot about of Gamora. It does give me Gamora vibes, yeah. right? Like, mm-hmm. do they not seem like the exact same character? I mean, minus like their family history. Yeah, no. Like but... she starts off really, really tough and strong. Doesn't connect with anyone. Mm-hmm. This is the line of business. This is what we have to do. Yeah. Especially when it came down to killing that innocent man. They don't want to kill. Like, yeah, they don't want to kill that man. They don't want to have a relationship. Just all business, no mm-hmm. talk. So, and yeah, I remember there was a scene where I think they were at a bar with Peacemaker mm-hmm. and Peacemaker wanted to like be, fr- um, be friends with, um, Harcourt, but mm-hmm. she didn't even want that. She didn't want to do that shit. So that's why Peacemaker went with that other girl who turned out to be a butterfly and all that stuff. And all that could have been prevented, I guess. But... Pretty much. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could just slowly see her develop too. You do. Um, she's like the little thing she gave him her, gave him his, her first name. Mm-hmm um they made she took the picture of everyone having a good time yeah that was that i think that was one of my favorite episodes Mm -hmm. when they were they pretty much invaded that butterfly sanctuary one of the ranch yeah the the warehouses and they were all they all hated each other at the beginning they weren't happy and then at the end they're 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 rocking and rolling Mm -hmm. they're bashing out to music they're Mm -hmm. having a good time and it's just it's wholesome. Yeah, it's a very wholesome thing that they're all happy. They all did what they did their job. Mm-hmm. Um, and now they can laugh it off and tell even stories about it, essentially. Mm-hmm. Definitely vibes from, like, pretty much everything. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, the Suicide Squad, when they were all in the nightclub. Yeah. Like, that's a big wholesome moment, too. Mm-hmm. He does oh, a great yeah, job yeah. at tugging at your hearts, giving you enough heart, um, but not too much at the same time. A good mm-hmm. balance. Yeah, and it's a balance of, like, you can see these characters develop, and then he can... Especially, essentially, what James Gunn does, he can pretty much cause one scene to like make everyone hate each other mm-hmm. and then somehow he can bring it all back together and make them all happy i guess but in my opinion if you've seen it multiple times if like through other movies you've done then there should be a different way of directing that you should do in my opinion i don't know you have a formula stick maybe, with it maybe i mean look at him i i warner bros wants him true yeah you know Going into the Snyderverse fans, I don't know if you've ever gotten involved in that fandom. Not as much, yeah. People who are Snyder fans are, like, a next level. It's, oh. They're, like, they're so extreme. Someone described it as, like, 
old Xbox players because oh. they're so very vocal about their opinions. Oh, are they and even I was, more vocal than Marvel people? Oh, well, oh, it Lord. depends. You know, they're so... That you know, we got the Snyder cut that yeah. was from his fandom. Oh, you're right, the four hour long movie. Yeah. Look at them, like they're just constant memeing and vocal, loud, obnoxious. And mm. when I was looking at like reviews of like the most recent um, finale of Peacemaker, I was seeing them trash the show. Really? Why? Yeah, because it's not Snyder, it's too lighthearted, it's too fun, it needs to be darker, too much humor. Oh my god. And then. And then, lo and behold, we had that Justice League cameo, and they hated that even more. Like, Aquaman should not be saying the F word. Oh, my God. Like, that's how obnoxious they are. And they're like, this is not the direction we want the DCEU to go. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. I'm like, this is the... You got a show that's fun, Mm -hmm. that has a lot of humor. Mm -hmm. Yeah, maybe the story might not kind of be repetitive and Mm -hmm. not the most original thing ever. But this is a new taste. Something that Marvel cannot do. Yeah, it's a different aspect of how... Yeah, because Suicide Squad is pretty much their Avengers comparison. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously with different characters um, from both Suicide Squad movies that they made. Because yeah. did Snyder make the first one? No. Oh, he but I think he, he did produce Wonder Woman, though. Okay. I heard about that. I don't think he had any parts. But regardless, like you could tell that Suicide Squad still has that same... Like, the color grade in, is very dark. It has the same vibe of the rest of this. Dark tones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, With whereas this James, with James Gunn directing all this stuff, it's very, like you said, lighthearted, joking, very comedic. A lot of comedic, especially. I mean, half the show is, is in a fucking old family video store or something like that. True, yeah. Like, it's just so random, but so grounded. Mm-hmm. And a good mix of everything. Yeah. Sad, happy, comedic, crying. And, and I just think it's so funny. Like, Marvel, we, we know this. The MCU cannot do something like this. No. It, they have a for, they have their own formula, and they'll stick with what you they know, do. You know, maybe they'll... And with Daredevil getting introduced back again, I don't... One day we'll watch Daredevil. I know. Yeah, I'll get um, <laughs> No, especially now that it's coming back to Disney+. Plus. Yeah. You know, they don't... You could tell the MCU does not dip their toes in with how grittiness or anything that's... Especially yeah, with the ra- last couple things. I mean, look at Hawkeye. Look how ha- lighthearted that was. More lighthearted. I guess their dark one, would, I'm assuming, is going to be uh, Moon, Doctor Knight. Sh- Moon Knight. Maybe Dark Doctor Strange. Yeah, like we have some upcoming projects that could possibly like completely reverse it. Yeah. But, you know, we had a movie like Black Widow where they were like breaking bones, breaking wrists, mm-hmm. blood. Something we haven't seen in a while. Yeah, but also the people not really like Black yeah, Widow. I, mean, I don't like Black Widow. <laughs> exactly. But the one thing I do like is how gritty it is compared to the rest. Here we got something completely different uh, over on the DCU where we mm-hmm. can do what Marvel cannot. I mean, yes, Deadpool 3, I think, is for sure in production. It's coming. But I don't know. This this just feels different. It's a new pace. It a is new, a new pace. A new and, tone. Yeah, like and it. like you said, I guess it's a little change of pace for DCU fans to, a like, experience. Pace. Yeah, but I guess some people didn't want to go through that type of phase. So I, get, I can see why it's angered a lot of people. But also, you had to take this with consideration. You're just—they just wanted to make somewhat of a side a TV show with a side character, mm-hmm. and that's why to adapt for from Marvel. Snyder fans also need to fucking realize those Snyder movies were not good. Yeah. Batman v Superman. You have the two most iconic superheroes known to man yeah. fighting each other, and that movie was shit. Justice League. Also, I like the Snyder cuts, but I mean, look—he had what four year, three, four years in between what was released yeah. to create recreate anything that he wanted mm-hmm. come on 
Yeah, and then that's the verse I didn't like how it was in four three size. Yeah, I came, came and threw that on the show, on the TV the other day, and was yeah. like, um, the TV's broken. I was like, no, it's fucking not. It's no. this stupid-ass ratio they decided to go for. Yeah, like, why? And that's what the fans wanted? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. These I, yeah, There's it, a lot of good things with Snyder, like Snyder's whatever vision that he had with the DCU, but most of it's garbage, and yeah. it needs to be put to rest. Mm-hmm. I like this new aspect. And I'm pretty sure after Guardians 3, James Gunn is probably going to officially stay with Warner Bros. You know, mm. I don't see him continuing on with Marvel as much anymore. I mean, there was all that whole controversy he's done in the past, so... I mean, don't get me wrong, he's made the first two Guardians. He needs to make... He needs to finish off the trilogy. I think that's a good choice. Makes but sense. He's been constantly kept saying, though, you know, this isn't going to be the same team afterwards. Like, yeah. everything's going to change. There's going to be more deaths. And more graphic yeah no sadness I mean, sadness yeah. definitely yeah i don't think like i could easily see peter quill die oh no don't tell me that <laughs> i don't want to think about that uh type of thing because i like him even though people don't like him for his controversies but, like you could just tell like the whole guardians is like falling apart like the character that plays drax he doesn't want to play drax anymore because oh, of david yeah because uh-huh. of how like you know his whole reason why he went with the guardians was because he wanted to kill thanos yeah. and we didn't even see him fight thanos yeah i see that like just dumb stuff like that but bringing it back over to peacemaker <laughs> little tangent yeah uh, one thing that is similar to Deadpool is Vigilante. Yeah, oh my god, Vigilante. A lovable psychopath. Yes, I love him. <laughs> he is so dumb, he is so stupid, but he is hilarious. Yeah. And I think he's a perfect, um, comedic side character. Oh yeah, like, I remember when we got introduced to him in, what was it, I think episode three? Mm-hmm. Like, him joking with Peacemaker about, oh, you're gonna see what you're or whatever, and I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> I remember that stupid scene, oh my god. He's and just it, someone that wants to have fun constantly. Pretty much. What The other one, I loved him when he got into the jail to uh, mess with... Yeah, some people say that's the best scene, where oh. he's fighting the white supremacists. Literally, and it, like he made a joke. Um, What did I write here? Yeah, like, he made a joke with them, like, oh, what's your favorite thing that... uh black people have done in america and i'm like yeah. oh my god yeah he's really poking the bear with that one he was and you you know we got an introduction of him we didn't know if he was legit mm-hmm. we didn't know if he could fight or not but i mean based off what he did i was glad i wish we got to see more scenes where he fought like that i know he has that silliness and that seriousness mm-hmm. i guess i know i like the when he has to kill people i like his stupid like identity thing like no one can see my identity yeah, he's but, like, then, but then his identity gets revealed to literally everyone in like the first like few seconds literally him getting his mask ripped off yeah and he's he making the squinchy faces expressions yeah so funny he's like what the hell he has he thinks he's a good villain but like there's certain things that he's acting really stupid on. no he knows he's not a well yeah he thinks he's a good villain but he he knows he's an asshole it's yeah. funny he goes um, I'm like, I don't have emotion like other people do, so other people would react differently. Oh my god, I can't with this guy. I like him. He's a pretty cool dude. Mm-hmm. I I was almost sad um, when he got shot at the end of the yeah, season. Yeah, I was like, no way they can kill him off. I know. They better not... I know, James Gunn has revealed that there's a, potentially another spinoff show in development. And I can't remember if that was from Peacemaker or from the Suicide Squad. I think it's from the Suicide Squad. But people are like, well, let's get a vigilante spit-off. No, mm-hmm. don't give us that. I don't think it's needed. I think he works better as a side character comic mm-hmm. relief person. Mm-hmm. Like, and he doesn't need a side show from that. No. No. No, and it just, like, again, the writing, you see him at the end of the finale, he just takes off his IV and jumps out the window. Literally, like, what is he gonna do after? Or, like, when they're in the vet, he's like, I'm gonna kill these people right now. Don't mm-hmm. kill them. Yeah. Whoa. What, what kind of duct tape do you guys have? That's the one thing he cares about versus, yeah. like, but doesn't care about killing. Oh, my God. 
I like the part where he's like, are you guys in? And then they're like, yes, I'm in. And then he's like, hashtag me too. <laughs> I know that. Like, oh my God, that's the bad Yeah, that's time. so funny. That's so funny. And then you got the vets like, yeah, we're in too. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I'm like, dude, you're a vet and a nurse. You're not going to date freaking kill people. Just stick with your animals. But did you know um, they changed actors halfway through filming of uh, the show? Did they? Mm-hmm. Vigilante. I don't know who was supposed to play him. I can't remember. But they filmed about half of his scenes. With a different character, a different actor, um, but he was, I'm assuming, fired. But of course, he claims he left for creative differences. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Freddie Stroma, I mean, he's from Harry Potter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. James Gunn heard about him. He thought he was a good fit, and he did what I've heard is called the asshole check. He called, I think, a friend of his who was an actor, and was like, because James Gunn is very advent about not having any toxicity on his like film sets, <laughs> and you know how That's actors funny. and actresses can be—they yep. can be dramatic. Yeah, they'll be. They, they can like be tea. divas, and he does not like that, and he will not deal with it. Which, hence, why maybe the old vigilante got kicked out. Mm-hmm. So he made sure to confirm with another actor, like, is this a good guy? Is he? I want him to play this, but I'm not gonna, like, pursue his him to get this job if he's gonna be an asshole on me and people are like no no he's great he's great mm-hmm. and then based he became on, an asshole what he became an asshole essentially yeah 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 exactly his character yeah <laughs> but he's like, again he as much as an asshole as he is we love him i mean some people love probably love him more than vigil uh more than peacemaker so i think it's so funny that you take a killer a big killer with no emotion that that's okay with killing anything and anyone but then we like him yeah it's like I think he was a pretty cool character whenever we saw him. Like, whenever I saw him in scenes, like, oh, cool, I can see more of this guy. Mm-hmm. But, like, you have to also think about it. This main show is more about Peacemaker, not more about Vigilante. Mm-hmm. But so, I guess something I've heard about in the comics, all of the struggle with the amount of killing he does and the moralities behind it and how big of an impact it has on him, I guess that was more Peacemaker's, like... Or, no, more of Vigilante's arc. Like, his philosophy? Yeah. Okay. Like, you could see, but they took... You could tell they took that and pushed that on to Peacemaker. Oh, I see what you're saying. So, okay. like, he doesn't care if he kills people or not. He's he's not... He doesn't have that survivor's guilt or anything. No, he's like, Peacemaker okay, has that. Yeah. yeah. Especially with uh, killing... What's his name? Rick Flag. Yeah. He kind of yeah. regretted it, I feel like. I know. There was a whole, like, uh, scene where he they had a flashback about that. I know. And I'm like, oh, fuck. I'm like, fuck up. It mm. really is. Um, The music. Oh. Fuck it. This guy, James Gunn, knows how to pick him. Yeah, the theme song, obviously. Yeah, the introduction. Yes. Oh, Come on. Gosh. Do you really want? Yeah. Come oh, on. Oh, my gosh. Uh, the introduction was hilarious. There mm-hmm. was, you know, we never seen anything like this. Mm-hmm. We got them doing a dance choreography a or whatever. Dan- yeah. A dance scene, and there's lights, there's spectacles, it's bright, and it's got a banger song, and mm-hmm. you see old people, you see all kind of diverse casts all the doing some stupid Well, like, I think I sent you a TikTok about a theory of how this was, and the theory was apparently all of those people mm-hmm. in that theme song were possessed by butterflies. Yeah. So, and you can see, like, okay, why would Peacemaker do, like, weird robotic moves? So, like... That was, like, my kind of thing. I thought that was going to be the thing at the end of yeah, the season. Yeah, a lot of people thought, because everyone was so confused why they weren't, like, why they were so emotionless. Yeah. And I think, I don't know if, I think the correlation to it is those, in episode seven, they explained, um, the person who got taken over by a butterfly, they were explaining, like, it's so hard to smile yeah. as a human. So, and then we got that one scene where all the cops are walking down the aisle. Yeah. And they're all trying to smile, right. but they're really bad at smiling. Mm-hmm. So I, I guess that kind of correlates to why they didn't 
I don't know. It's James Gunn wanted to create an introduction, an intro that no one wanted to skip, and I guarantee he succeeded a hundred. Oh, he did so for us to at least. We yeah, love the intro. I I've rewatched it so many times because mm-hmm. it's just so funny. It's or so, even just listen to the song constantly. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's like the number one song in um in the rock genre for iTunes Music. It was just revealed, I think, last week or something. something oh, really? Like that. So he James Gunn knows how to find these small gem songs and really. Amp it up. Yeah, I mean, Pumped Up Kicks had a remix in it, and oh, so did, did um, yeah. the One Direction song, Drag Me Down. Oh my god, I forgot about it. Yeah, they made that? the rock version. Yeah. Yeah, just so many... I, I mean, I've been listening to this playlist ever since he's been... Ever since the show has come out, and he's mm-hmm. been adding to it per, per episode as he did. Yeah, the James... Gun- he Yeah, it's a peacemaker, peacemaker playlist on Spotify that has all the songs that were in the sound. Yeah, this and whole I, show. I can't stop listening to it. It's mm-hmm. hilarious. I love it. It's just great music overall. And again, something James Gunn just constantly knows how to hit. Yes, he did it with Guardians, Guardians. of the Galaxy. Yeah, also. exactly. One, two, and Infinity War. Yeah. That one scene um, in Infinity War, Infinity War where you got the Guardians flying into, I think it is Rubber Man, or Rubber Band Man, or something similar to yeah. that. And that's a song that, like, what, 30 seconds of the Guardians in a movie full of Avengers, and that song stuck with us the most. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that part. Yeah, 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 I remember I that. Yeah. Trying to think back to the Scooby Doo show. <laughs> Did he have any good songs? There was a couple like weird. Like I mean, that's is also two thousand four. So like, yeah, he's a very different guy. Yeah, but it's just it's so interesting to see how it's to see him pick these great songs. Yeah, I mean, I music influences a lot of us. Mm-hmm. And I'm surprised influence. you like the music they pick so much. You don't listen to rock. I don't like. I'll listen to some. Uh, because I used to listen to a good amount of rock only because of Guitar Hero. So. Oh, really? Yeah, I like I liked some of the songs that, from Guitar Hero mm-hmm. Three. Living going on to a prayer. That was yeah. my song. Living up. Yeah, that one. Um, Slow Ride was another. one. That was I was gonna list that one off too. Yeah, that was a good one. Um, one of the Metallica songs. I think one. I used to like that one also. So I, I listened to some rock. Don't That's think that. <laughs> I know you listen to all, or you watch a lot of anime, so it's funny to see such a. Very opposite show with opposite music. Yeah. As to what I perceived you mm-hmm. as. Well, like, one thing, I don't know if this was adapt like, from an anime to a Peacemaker. I mean, I've seen it constantly through anime. Like, if you looked at the end of episode, at the, during episode eight, they played the damn thing song when they're having that huge fight scene. Like, yes! That, thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, like, that part, like, that is commonly seen in a lot of animes, from what I've watched. Yeah. So, like, seeing that adapted into this show got me fucking pipped, like, fucking pumped. Like, I, I would never expected that, in my opinion. I didn't, I don't, I had goosebumps as soon as, the, oh, as, for soon sure. as that, like, theme song got kicked in when they mm-hmm. started walking. I was like, oh, fuck yeah! Yeah! I was cheering as much as I was cheering in theaters mm-hmm. when Thor came into Wakanda and the Avengers theme was playing. Yeah. It gives you that hype, right? Oh, I love that shit. Like, again, going back to, like, animes. Like, I've seen that happen with Attack on Titan. Demon Slayer has done that. Uh, yeah, one of my about old... to fight. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one of my favorite animes, uh, Tokyo Ghoul, did that fucking same shit. Played they that theme song. One oh. Punch Man. Yeah. It, that's what, I think, I could be wrong where that originates from, but it makes sense with me if they, that does They it. definitely use it a lot in anime. You yeah. don't see that as much anymore. No. In shows like this. Pumps your ass up. And that's just, again, that just shows you how aware this show is and how much fun they've been, they wanted to make it. Mm-hmm. I mean, we got him throwing a shield up in the air, gun shooting the shield, and yeah. then it 
kill someone. I mean, the physics aren't there, but it's hilarious. It's the amazing, weird shit that happened with the killing people. Like, what the hell? I was freaking out when I thought Hardcore was going to get, like, a butterfly. Yeah. I was like, no, please don't. I would see the reason why, but also I don't want that to happen. Yeah, I was like, don't. And then I was like, don't make her a butterfly, and then they keep her around. (laughs) Which doesn't make sense to me if you think about it. Like, she literally passes, like, not gets knocked out, quote-unquote, because Mm -hmm. she got shot. But then we get jumped to the end of the show where they're in a the hospital. She's, like, all better now. Like, Yeah. Like, I don't know how that works logically in my head. Like, if you get shot and you bled out and it's been, like, probably, what, half an hour or so? I just assumed they got to the hospital on time. I, yeah. I mean, it's a movie. It so is a movie. How yeah. often do you see someone get shot and then they come back? I mean, fucking Peacemaker. Yeah. He got. We all thought he was dead but got shot <laughs> in the neck. Yeah, I love how, I love that. The introduction of this show, he's like, I can't believe... Someone who got shot in the neck and an entire building falling on them. You only have a broken clavicle. <laughs> oh, that part. I forgot about that. Yeah, thing. exactly. And yeah. it's just so funny. Not realistic, but obviously it's all TV. Butterflies is kind of fucked up. Like, to yeah. see, like, oh, that one scene where in the police station where they're all, like, spazzing out on the floor. I was like, yeah, this is kind of gross. Yeah, song. Yeah, song. It, Monster. Yeah, literally. That's, that song was very sadistic. It makes. Where that scene, and then to go back and forth between White Dragon and that the parallels i was yeah. like my heart was pounding i was like, like this is kind of scary they're preparing i know and that's how song is preparing and that's how freaking white dragons are preparing. like <laughs> holy shit that one scene where like the detective got the butterfly like like taken over and just yeah. like the blood spit out I was like, that was that was graphic yeah i'm not gonna lie i mean that's why they need the graphic anyways for peacemaker the graphic is in this shit yeah but the but yeah uh, butterfly taking over Mern. like you could tell um he wanted to do good by him yeah like he took over someone he could find that was like the worst person possible mm-hmm. and i noticed a little bits and pieces of it earlier in the show i think he was with the Konimos and he was like i'm trying to learn to feel more and like feel enjoy emotion. life more and i was like you know why because you're a fucking butterfly you're That's suspicious why. i was like i just made that correlation a few weeks ago i was like no wonder you were trying to feel more because oh. you had no feeling you're a butterfly the, all the feelings you get are from the all the guilt and feelings you get are from the host that you take over yeah and you learn about it because you're connected to their brain mm-hmm. ah i never really thought about that yeah so that was interesting i never understood why Mern or his butterfly wanted to help him out uh even I, though he knew he was gonna kill himself mm-hmm. i think it was because he wants to do right do right and even yeah he just said that he just wants to help he wants this planet to survive or wants to somewhat figure that out i guess mm-hmm. um oh here because they, they were from a dying planet and wanted to lead others to dominate Earth, with Mern being the sole dissenter, I guess, is what I've read. Mm. But, yeah. I felt like there were a couple plot holes. Yeah. I do like the comparison, though, that they made with Peacemaker. He's like, you know, we have to kill and sacrifice what we deem as necessary for the greater good. I mean, mm. look at your morality. You do the same thing. You kill anyone you see fits as long as it brings peace. Yeah, that was, I forgot. I was like, that's kind of fucked up. I was like, shit, they're the same people. They are, but like different philosophies in some aspect. Yeah, very, very similar in parallel. And I knew for a fact he wasn't going to do it. I was, I, as soon he as he had the hook. chance, he's like, fuck you. No, he's going to, like, yep. Uh, kill, kill off the cute, cute. Activate human torpedo. Yeah. Out of Abadiah's like, bye. Kill off the cute cow. Yeah. He reminded me from Monsters vs. Aliens. Remember that joke? Oh my god, that movie? Yeah, you remember that? What was it? Uh, Insectosaurus. Yeah. Oh, you remember that? Oh my god, that was a weird (laughs) movie. That's what it reminded me of. Jesus Christ. 
Yeah. Uh, James Gunn, uh, what is her name? Jennifer Holland played Harcourt, um, mm-hmm. James Gunn's girlfriend, longtime girlfriend. Oh, Do you really? Know about I didn't that? know about That's that why that she happened. was in the Suicide Squad, and I don't even think she had a character in the Suicide Squad. Um, from some interviews I've seen, he just, you know, when the Peacemaker was made, he just kind of took his took the character she played and like said, "Oh, you're Amelia Harcourt," and mm-hmm. then we're just gonna run with it. Like, uh-huh. In the Suicide Squad, she was never really. She was just a, like in the broom. Like a side. She thing. never had a name for that character. Yeah. She never really was anything. And they just got engaged. Oh, really? Congrats. Yeah, this week, I'm pretty sure. Nice. And I think it's like a long-time girlfriend, but um, very cute couple. Yeah. I follow him on social media. He's very, like, he talks so much about her, and he was so happy to, like, work with her on this and to, and then probably work with her again in the future. That's good, yeah, because I like, yeah, she's a pretty cool girl. I like her. I don't know what else she was in, nothing. though. <laughs> really? This is, like, her like first role? Else. I don't know if this is her first role, but she's done acting before, but, like, this is, like, her big, big role. Yeah. There's, like, this, she reminds me of someone that I've seen on YouTube. Uh, I think she was, like, on BuzzFeed, and they look similar to each other. Oh, really? Opinion. Yeah. But, yeah, she, she killed it pretty well. Mm-hmm. I like her role yeah, as a I'm pretty proud of her. And now, now he's gonna watch his girl, his fiance, get banged by John Cena. Oh, <laughs> I'm sad. I'm sorry. Be funny. All right, so wrapping this up, uh, what what would you rate this show, Zach? Say nine out of ten. Nine. I see that. I probably do like eight and a half, nine also. Eight and a half, Kyle. Yeah. Like, okay, there yeah. were just, again, there was a couple plot holes that I'm missing from it. You know, and that's, the tone shift. And the tone. the tone. Yeah, so that's why I kind of give it eight and a half, around nine. It's still higher up. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how it would compare this though with all the other spinoff side character shows with like Marvel. I don't know how it would rank that. I think the, this and WandaVision are neck and neck. Yeah, I see. I mean,. I think we've made it clear on our points on the rest of the shows. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, with Loki, I like the beginning. I like the end. Don't really like the middle. I think that's pretty, like, a common take. Same with Falcon and Winter Soldier. I mean, I don't think that ever had a good anything. No. There were some things, but, like, we just saw development of Winter Soldier. Hawkeye, like, it had this great build-up, and then the finale was, eh. Yeah. We just saw people getting hurt, essentially. Yeah. At least this one, you do see a big development for Peacemaker. And, like, at the end of this episode... He still sees his father, even though he's dead. Yeah, I love that end scene. Mm-hmm. You know, he feels sorry for Goff. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he didn't kill him. You know, no. they left the body. He just, you know, gave him the rest of the sap that he had. Yeah. And it was like, you know. I'm, That's all you have. There's like, there's a little bit of a mutual respect for each other. And I think that was kind of interesting to see. Yeah. A perfect, yeah, the perfect shot of him sitting next to the butterfly. On one side and then. His dad on the other and then eagerly up front. Just like standing like, ha, ha, yeah. ha, ha. Yeah, Eagle was a great job. I will admit that. Yeah. you know, I'm always, I'm always afraid of like these stupid side animal characters and whether they're gonna be overused or underused. And I think you used them a good, good amount of job, uh, good amount of time. It was a good balance. I like the part where he's trying to take the helmet over, and then he just like, nope, we're gonna nope, go this gonna way, go and this drop way. it in the middle of the woods. I know. <laughs> and that's why animals are sometimes stupid, aka yeah. yours. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I'm excited for season two. Season two is I'm I'm excited at how that's gonna I hope turn it doesn't out. Doesn't take long. I know. I feel like I don't even know what's gonna follow up. I mean, obviously his we're gonna probably learn more about his schizophrenia with his dad, maybe. Yeah, I'm wondering. So I don't know if you noticed this show did not have a ton of CGI. No, it didn't. And not it was, a lot of action either. It was more of dramatic versus more um, action. I feel yeah, like. so, a lot of more learning about the characters versus punching and hitting i mean yeah. it was a good balance the more though. i think about it, like there's not a lot of action scenes 
And, like, for example, the first three episodes, the ones I can name right off the bat is the, just the one he has with the the first butterfly encounter. Yeah, that's it. And then, like, with Judo Master, and then after that, not really. Not a no. whole ton of action. So maybe they could put you out season two. More fighting? Yeah, maybe. Or, or a lot quicker than I think. Maybe. But, yeah, they definitely focus, you could tell, more on character development than mm-hmm. versus, like, let's do an action scene or something. Which I don't hate. I'm okay I like with that. that. Yeah. Learn more about that. I mean, that's how we did it with WandaVision. WandaVision pretty much. Yeah! Like, Didn't even have an action scene, no, really. Not no. until the last episode, and even then that's debatable. Yeah, that's exactly, right? That's insane. We love character development. That's mm-hmm. why we watch these shows. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, superheroes, that's how they are. We like them, um, that they can do stuff differently. But I think for the most part, the thing that keeps us going with why we like him so much are the characters. Especially with Peacemaker, he's a, he's still a human. Mm-hmm. He has no powers. He just has super good, really yep. good body. Yep. Really Great killer. Yep. Yeah, that's all he has with this person. His helmets are cool. Yeah, I don't know which one I like though. <laughs> I think I like the I like the design of the X-ray vision one. The, yeah. The most, but I don't think I like the ability. How they work. Yeah. And they, they have to charge and stuff like that. Well, I think it, I think the most power. I like the explosion one. I think that's really. Cool. I really like that that um, blue band that goes down over the dove symbol. I think that's really cool. I like the what is it? There's a water world one. We can be yeah, underwater. Yeah. And I think that's that's so funny. The human torpedo one just really it's just dumb like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Hey, it helped them. It killed the cow. Mm-hmm. So, but sorry, Abadio, for getting all that stuff on you. <laughs> Did you? I keep going. I keep keep going and going. Did you like White Dragon? Did you? No. No, <laughs> clearly. Did you like him as a villain? Villain? Yeah. Uh, yes and no. I feel like he was kind of side-ish. Like, yeah. not focused as much as of a villain compared to, like, the butterfly. Because the butterflies were the main villain. Yeah. The si- the Did you... White Dragon was more like a side villain, more geared towards uh, Peacemaker. I kind of like how easily he was killed off, which kind of showed how big of a threat he wasn't. Yeah. So... I guess it's kind of like a parallel, you know, he's he's so fucked up because of his dad, mm-hmm. um, but he still goes back to him. Yeah, he still goes. I mean, that was in the beginning of the yeah, show. Yeah, like, he is aware of his problems, but he tries to fix them, but in the end, he still, like, tends to go back. Because he also built those helmets as well. Mm-hmm. So I think that's so funny how it's like, yeah, my dad's a racist, but he's family. I have nothing else. Like, yeah. I need to go back to him. And... To see him kill his dad, ultimately, was just a, also a big step. I mean, look at John Cena crying in that scene. Mm-hmm. Insane. Yeah. Insane. And then, I, I don't know if this is a parallel. It could be a parallel. You know, the buildup of how big and bad his dad is. And to see how quick, not quick, but how it can be overcome rather quickly and that it should not be as dwelled on as it is, it's kind of interesting. Yeah. I, it's a big... Development, I guess, with him. Yeah. So. People really did not like the CGI of White Dragon, like, flying around. No, it looked kind of old. It did look slightly CW-ish. Yeah. Slightly. Yeah, CW. That's a good comparison. Yeah, because you see Superman flying in those shows, and you're like, eh. mm-hmm. But I, I don't know. Overall, I thought it looked pretty decent. Besides the flying, I think, like, like the plasma or whatever. I think it's funny how it's like an Iron Man suit. Yeah, it literally is. It literally <laughs> is Iron Man, but racist. I know, exactly. <laughs> they made the comparison. When, uh, what was it, Vigilante first saw the suit, he goes, there's gaps in his armor. And then, oh, not again. And yeah. then at the end, you see him like literally get one of his gaps in in between his neck and shoulder. Oh my God. That's so funny. But yeah, great show. Can't wait for season two. 
I'm excited. I was excited every single Thursday after we finished class. Yeah. Grab my Jimmy John sub. <laughs> Always have to eat when I'm watching it. Get ready to rock on. Make rock sure on everything's quiet. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm excited for how season two will be, and hopefully it'll continue on. Maybe is J- I'm, think- I'm assuming James Gunn's going to direct season two. Yeah, he's writing and directing yeah, everything. So, yeah, he said that. So, I'm excited how this is going to continue through. Maybe there's a comic that he'll probably inspire it from. Mm-hmm. So, we shall see. Until then, um, thanks for listening. This long podcast. Uh, this is a show that we love a lot. It was so a good I, show. I like that. I, don't, I could keep talking about this. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, thank you for listening. Um, follow us on Instagram. Listen to us on Spotify. Until then, see you later. Bye, guys. To the setting sun